Welcome to the Newbie Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm Jonathan Boyle with my co-host, Chan, and we have a special guest today, uh, Sean Zeem. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. This is awesome. Hey, Sean. Definitely. Welcome to the podcast. Sean, can you give our audience a little bit of uh, background about yourself, uh, you, you know, yourself and your family and things like that? No, excellent. Again, thanks again for allowing me to you know, speak on numerous topics we're gonna to cover today. Yep. I am the connection machine, AKA the insurance doctor. I've been involved in the insurance industry since 2006. Wow. And a lot of insurance brokers, all they do is sit there and wait for the phone to ring and just are order takers. They're gonna sit there and, oh, you need, I need the address, need this, this, and this, and they just do quotes all day. And I decided I'm not doing that. I, Anyone can do that. My team can do that. I could help others grow their business. And yeah, we're flickering like crazy today. So it must be the energy we're putting off today. Um, I, I want to help as many people as possible. So I spend my time helping people, educating people, giving value on ways to market themselves, to brand themselves, to generate leads and that's where I've developed my business to a different level. So I don't really need to focus on insurance. Insurance comes because of the community that I've developed over the last three years, specifically doing over a thousand videos. So it's where I'm at as far as I do everything from insurance, from homes to in this world, in this space, uh, homes for investment, for primary, multifamily apartments, commercial, et cetera. And I also do flood insurance in this space to help those that are in need in that area, but, and also small business insurance. So it's a, an avenue that I enjoy with reoccurring um, income and also helping more people because everyone buys property. And this is one of the biggest, uh, one, one property you have probably eight to probably 12 people that are basically earning an income from that one property. So I, I think it's amazing real estate and those not involved with it are, need to get involved. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, um, just uh, going over your background a little bit and just letting the whole audience know. So today's episode is a little bit different uh, in the uh, in how Sean, he actually helps with services in real estate rather than more than a, an investor overall. So uh, Sean, like what are some pitfalls people need to be aware of when it comes to homeowners insurance or like if you're an investor, like some, uh, most of our audience would be the builder's risk insurance. Builder's risk. There you go. Yeah. Um, just so those that are watching understand the cheapest policy you're going to ever have is your primary residence. And from there, the risk is greater and goes from, you know, a vacant home. You're going to have different things involved because when you have a vacant home, no one's there. That's why it's called vacant. You're working on it. Um, you're also go to a builder's risk policy, which is, basically more of the more expensive version because you have a lot more risk involved. Nobody's living there per se. You're going to be knocking down things. You're going to be re-renovating. So these are opportunities to make sure you are covered properly and they will insure the property so that when it will, what it's worth when you're done with your project. So yes, you are using your own money. Sometimes you use your own hard money with a mortgage, et cetera but you wanna make sure you're covered properly. What I do is I have 30 companies I represent, take information, and then I go shop it out to the companies. And I make sure you have the best coverage for a fair premium. A lot of people say, I want the cheapest. I know a lot of investors want the lowest cost possible. That's important to me as well, 
but I don't like that word cheap. Cheap is you get what you paid for. So mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you, if you, God forbid, you have to put a claim in, you're going to have the money coming toward you instead of, you know, being out hundreds, if not millions of dollars, depends on the situation. So lots of opportunities that people do when they get a mortgage, they'll say they're getting a primary mortgage. Well, you're actually committing fraud. I don't want people committing fraud. I want you to be honest and upfront and transparent because like I said before, primary residence will be the cheapest. But when an insurance company goes out, they're going to have an inspector check it out and see that nothing's, no one's living there. There is probably walls being taken down, toilets removed, cabinets taken out. People, and they're going to say, you said you were living there. And that's a totally different policy. So we figured this all out and we're honest and upfront at the point of contact in the beginning of the process so that you have the right policy. You can, depends on the situation. If you do, if you could do a lot of cash deals, you can get away with, depends on your projects. If you know your project timeframes, you can get a three month policy. That'll be more of the cheapest. Then you can get your six month or a nine month or a year, depending on the situation. If you are using a hard money lender, there, most of them require a 12 month policy. It's expensive. It's something that you have to kind of factor into your numbers, make sure it all makes sense from the get go. And I know you guys do that, teach that and you share and mentor others to make sure they have the right numbers. If the numbers don't jive, you might want to pass on the deal. So it's something that you want to make sure you are straight right from the beginning. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know you deal with a lot of investors, you know, purchasing the builder's risk policy from you. You know, a lot of guys are, you have a big following on Facebook and I know you have a new platform as well. We'll talk about that a little bit. And on Facebook, anytime anybody ever asks in some of the groups that I'm in, and if they say, hey, I'm looking for insurance <laughs> and you have like five, 10 people answer and tag you, uh, on the Facebook post. So that's pretty awesome, you know? Yeah, so uh, and that, that all happened for, from just a couple, you know, yeah. a couple times posting. No, guys, it took a long time before it got to that point, but that's, it happens. That's the power. Right, yeah, and uh, that, that, that's incredible. So, you know, we're, basically we wanna find out from you, you know, how, how, how did you get up to that level and, you know, what you do? Excellent. Good question. And it takes a lot of consistency and persistence. I do things to the point now they're habits and I do all my own social media. And if you right. don't do your own social media, it's not going to be authentic. Mm -hmm. People are going to read into it as well. If somebody, somebody else is doing it for you, but I started my entourage as far as video in the last three years, I did over a thousand videos oh, and people God. said, well, what the hell did you talk about? And I said, I didn't talk about anything. <laughs> anything to do with insurance. I think I, out of the thousand, I had maybe 25 that were specific to insurance and yeah. the whole rest of them are all value adds. And I know my community are a lot of business owners, a lot of realtors, a lot of investors and how to answer the phone, how to use video, how to do Facebook lives, how to, you know, talk about mindset, things that skills that people need to have. That's what I shared out to my community. And you basically buy brain cells, not brainwash, buy brain cells so that when somebody knows and wants insurance and they say, Hey, I'm looking for a builder's risk or a homeowner policy or a rental dwelling policy, or I need a, a commercial unit. My, the, those in my community now, like Joey was saying, will tag me. And that actually helps me tremendously when I message them, Hey, I see that you're looking for X, Y, and Z. And they're like, yeah, you are highly recommended. And it's just, over time, doing things and helping others helped me get to the point where I'm at now, where I 
don't have to look for insurance. People are out there on championing my, my cause and yeah. my own silent sales force that are out there that they hear insurance, call Sean Zim. They hear anything else is a connection. They call Sean Zim. I had uh, yesterday, I had Jason Levine is a real estate agent in New Milford, New Jersey, mm -hmm. called me about seven o'clock last night. And he's like, Sean, I need some, I need some help. I'm like, what can I help you with, Jay? Because I'm always about helping. I need a septic removed. Who do you know? Who's in your network for septic removal? And I checked my database real quick and who I recommend and who I vetted and, or maybe somebody else that I know that use somebody and I gave them a recommendation. And, but that's the resource. I'm a resource. I'm not just an insurance broker. I'm a resource to you, a tool in your toolbox that has helped hundreds, if not thousands of people now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awesome to be that tool because at the end of the day, it helps you, you help others and others will help you in that respect. Like, for example, I know there's people who reach out to me, like, who know, do you know a good GC for a project? And, you know, sometimes I refer Joey, but you know, I, with the caveat that he would probably want to be in the partnership. I've also, re, you know, like told them about other GCs I've used in the past, like, oh, use this guy or no, don't use this guy. You know, like just from, you know, experience overall, it's just, you know, like you want to be able to benefit your community and it's great. Yeah, it's definitely an awesome thing to have. And I, I love the name Connection Machine too. You know, that's, it's something that I would definitely, you know, use if you didn't have it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it was funny because I was doing insurance and then I years ago was an insurance producer or an agent or a broker, whatever you want, a title you put on a business card. And I was like, you know what? I need something different. So I came up with the insurance doctor. I conduct second opinion insurance review. So I was using that for my insurance business. I remember that. My title. And then I was setting up all these text message introductions or email introductions. And hey, Joey, you got to meet John. I remember we did a video, John. Yeah. And we were doing some things at Panera Bread and just those things help going forward. So someone's like, man, you're like, you have tons of connections. So it goes hand in hand. So that's why I use that as my tagline because it is a value. It's something that I'm not just insurance. I'm not just, uh, I'm here to help whatever you need. And a lot of people in my world, in the real estate world, have trouble making phone calls. And I said, how do you have problems with phone calls? All it is is a conversation. It's a connection call. Don't treat it as a sales call. You're not selling somebody have a conversation. If you have the conversation, it might lead to maybe a sale, but it might be you recommending someone else and it's going to come back to you. So every call you have, you don't have rejection. You have something positive happening on every single call, but some people have to change their mindset. That's key. Exactly. Like I, I, op I openly share my network with people because you know, you don't know the value that you bring someone and they could bring it back tenfold. Like the other day I, wrote about uh, 31 exchanges on Facebook and someone I haven't spoke to in a while, but I recommended them something before like reached out to me with like a mobile home park. And I'm just like, Oh, well, <laughs> you know, again, because this is all a connection business. It's all relationship based. Like if you, if you build out good rapport with people, then like the, the amount of help you get back is like tenfold again like even just my 1031 exchange intermediary yeah like you know she you know she does title also and 
like I'm sure down the road probably get a deal from her or something like there everyone works together in this network it has to be that way that's how I had a handyman over who was over yesterday had to put up some shutters at my house and put a storm door in and he's a friend from the past from like way back and we're real tight and anyone in my in my um, community I'm always trying to have to my house working on projects because that shows how important these are as far as a recommendation that they're not a referral referrals a lot of referrals is some kind of handout coming somewhere else but a recommendation that's your you know your history your you know whole who you are is on the line so I treat it very very seriously and with all business practice whoever I recommend how I quote people is like family you're gonna be in the right policy because I treat it like you're my mother or my father because that's how important it is to me and I could sleep at night having you in the right policy. Exactly. So, uh, Sean, just uh, going a little bit more into detail about the insurance aspect of things, is there any pitfalls that people should be aware of as far as when they're getting their builder's risk uh, for an investment property? Like maybe such as making sure the, the de deductible isn't extremely high or something like that. 100%. The one thing is if you're doing any hard money, make sure you have the lender requirements. Get that to me, get that to an insurance broker in the beginning, because when you do quotes and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I need it this way after we did all this work, we wanna make sure it's done right the first time. So the lender requirements might state certain things. You might have to have a million dollar liability on it instead of you might go to a company, they might quote a hundred thousand just so it keeps down the cost. And then when you present that to the underwriter, they're going to say, wait a minute, it's not following the lender requirements and they're going to kick it out. It's going to delay your closing or you might not close, you know, on time period because of a simple glitch you should have caught in the beginning. Make sure that you have everything as far as I have a, my website, people go to the fill out a form and majority of the information there is very important. Your renov uh, renovation costs. Let me know how long the project might take. If it's a new, your first project, I would love to know that as well so I can coach you through it. Maybe I have some connections I can get you to utilize in your network. Because, for example, some people don't know that you should have a dumpster guy. You know, you guys know and you use different people. Mike Zariner is a, a name I always throw out. A dumpster guy is important. And people are like, why do you recommend the dumpster guy? Because it's a value for an investor to have a person to utilize. And even Michelle Rafferty. These are things that you should utilize. So going back to insurance, having and knowing your numbers, knowing the time frames are so key. The difference between a three month and a nine month or even a 12 month policy is, you know, definitely significant difference. And only issue is maybe we write a three month policy. We would, if you're not done in time, we would have to write, rewrite you another three month policy. I always keep that in mind. So if you are, oh, I'm not sure I might go, you know, it might go a little longer. Well, instead of writing a three, write a six. And you're you're going to keep yourself in the right position and you don't have to worry about ex excessive income or excessive payments of premium so that you get things done in the, in the right time. Liability, though, is definitely key. God forbid someone gets hurt on the property, you will have coverage there. And most companies, if your hard money is a million dollars, they rec require. But you can go lower, but just be careful. That's why I recommend. So I guess then I'll 
continue asking, um, is there anything that people should be aware of, like if they're going to or purchase a property with like flood insurance or something? When you are searching for properties, all one would have to do is if they have my cell phone or they can email me, just give me the address and I could put it into the system with FEMA, find out with the mapping where you're at. For example, if you have an AE zone, that's a most uh, excessive as far as the amount of premium you're going to pay. AE zones can range as high as on average. These numbers I give are basically averages. You want your max is going to be a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar dwelling coverage on a FEMA policy. You should also have some contents for about fifty thousand. It's going to cost you around twenty-three to twenty-five hundred dollars for a policy in a FEMA AE zone. Now, if you are an investor and you're doing an FHA or VA loan and you're not doing that hard money, you're going to have to go with a FEMA policy. If you are on a conventional side, you can get away with private flood insurance, and it's a significant difference in discount. You're probably looking for the same coverage: two hundred fifty thousand for dwelling and fifty thousand contents in the $1,800 range. So there is savings, depends on what route you go. And again, it goes back to the lender requirements based off what direction you're going. Cash policies, you know, cash deals are always easiest, but don't skimp on the coverage. Have at least the 250,000. So God forbid you uh, have a flood, you will be paid out and have the claim. That's important. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that makes sense. I, you, you actually just taught me something I didn't know for FHA versus like conventional loans when like on the resale side, the homeowner has to, you know, like pay a certain amount and they could have a private or one that that is FHA compliant. Interesting. You brought up a good point too is, yes, you, some of you are investors and you're worried about numbers when you're buying and purchasing a property, but then you also have to realize the cost involved for future people that are when they're on the resale. So that would be beneficial too when you're selling the property and you know it's in a flood area, but listen, it's gonna cost you roughly 1100 bucks for a homeowner policy and you are in AE zone, it's gonna cost you about 23. So you can kind of give the numbers for that resale. So it actually helps. I help agents out and I help investors out with those you know, numbers so they know where they're gonna stand. Cause flood insurance can kill deals if yeah. it's not stated and qualified in the beginning of the transaction. So yes, we try to keep exactly. that to the minimum. We want people to close deals. That's important. Yeah, no, exactly. Because you got to think about it. If it's 2400 a year, that's an extra 200 bucks a month that the homeowner has to pay. So typically that kind of goes to the value of the property. <laughs> so then you get a lower offer than not in a flood zone. Right. And Again, it just goes back, let me know the address or any insurance broker, they can find this information out. Some don't want to, it takes a little bit of time, but I don't mind giving that value, but the AE can be the worst. And then it goes down from there, it depends. I had a one that was a hundred year flood zone. So they haven't had a flood there in a hundred years. So they had a policy with 900 bucks. So there's a lot of value to finding out exactly where it's at. And it takes a few minutes to research and find out and knowing the numbers, having a crystal clear quote is better than just a generic quote. You know, yeah. if someone calls me over the weekend, Hey, what's this going to call? I'll give them that 23 and 1100. So you're looking at 3,300 for the year. Oh, but is that, a, is that crystal clear? No, cause I don't have any information. You just call me. So I'll give you a, a generic <laughs> quote, but if you want to have, you know, some research exactly. done and actually know what you're going to be paying for, I need some time. We're not miracle workers. Yeah, absolutely. The next thing I want to kind of transition into is you do a lot of social media and also there's a new site 
that you've been advertising a lot lately. I'm on the site as well. I'll let you introduce it. And I'm talking about uh, Web Talk, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit more about that. And also, you also do some mentorship as well, right? Yep. And uh, as far as uh, social media goes. So tell us a little bit about that as well. No, uh, Web Talk is an awesome, incredible platform. I'm not sure if Jonathan's on it yet, but yeah, I, I, I am. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, some people are like, what is this all about? It's all it's all on beta right now. It's like a very new, they say it's like Facebook and LinkedIn. If they made a baby, it would be WebTalk. And the power of WebTalk is you actually can make money. And I've made money already. It's not huge money right now, but it, over time it will be. I mean, I've made probably 80 something, $84.47, right? You get paid by how many likes, comments, posts, shares, and invites of people coming into the platform. You get paid if you're on, there's a level one, you get 10%. They have ad revenue share, where if you go to Facebook and do ads, you don't get money back. Zuckerberg doesn't pay you any money. Yeah. Go to LinkedIn, you spend money on ads, you don't get any money back. But on WebTalk, those that are advertising on there, they give 50% of the money back to the members. So the power is in the numbers. They have 5 million people right now that are on that platform that don't know who I am don't, don't know who you guys are, but right. that's where it's another networking tool. So you can actually post. I could do one post right now and it goes on WebTalk, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and there's one other one. I'm not sure what the heck it is. It must be some in Europe. They must have another platform. I'm not sure. I don't know about, but in one click, I can have this go out to all platforms. Nice. And if people click on it and they look at it, they engage, you get points and the points add up. And if you want to upgrade, and this is the benefit, if you upgrade, it's 200 bucks for the year. And it opens up a five level, almost, it's like a multi-level marketing where you get paid on each level of whoever's in your, on your team. So the power is now you have players that are involved that are sharing content, that are educating, educating others. And it's just another resource to network. And you have these things called a spotlight post. So I'll do I have my show as well and I'll have people on if they're not members yet, I will do a spotlight post so that the whole community sees you. So you get 20 of them every single month. So, and people say, well, 200 bucks, why would you just spend 200 bucks? It's 83 cents a post that you would have free marketing. It's for marketing. So you have 20 of them. That's huge for a new, new platform. And this is one thing, one huge thing. I don't know if you know this. Well, on Facebook, you go into Facebook jail. If you sit there and go friend request, friend request, friend, all of a sudden, boom, you can't do anything because they shut you down. WebTalk doesn't have that yet. So what am I doing? Friend request, friend request, friend request, and growing your community there. And you can have more than, I have the 5,000, I'm always purging on Facebook to keep it around the 5,000. On WebTalk, I'm not there yet. I'm at five, 600 right now, but you can have in excess of, whatever there and have so much more people that you can have engage your stuff rather than the 5,000 that are just on Facebook. Am I saying get away from Facebook? No, stay on Facebook, stay on Instagram, have a YouTube channel like we all have. Mm -hmm. These are things, it's just another way to network, to socialize, to, and you actually get paid on it. So it's like, why not? It's a few bucks here, a few bucks there, and it will um, ex exponentially grow. So in the next six months, there's going to be a lot more people making more money but they also have a limit. There's a million seats. So that 200 bucks is gonna go away if you don't buy a seat soon. I mean, I think they might have a couple hundred thousand right now. Will a million come? It might, I just got involved early and just growing the team, get people into a Facebook group 
and there's a lot of rah-rah, a lot of engagement, a lot of competition, and a lot of growth. That's what I'm all about, is helping others get to a different level, which now pivots into the mentoring. I've done all these videos, and in 2017, I did my first video, and from there, I did over a 1,000, and I basically kept a lot of notes and kept it in my black book and created a curriculum that I teach people. I've had Right now, I have, this is, I have one mentor, mentee right now. I've had up to 11 that I've you know, helped in, and they created their own personal brand, which is very important no matter where you work. If you are self-employed, it's you or who people buy from. So you have to create your own brand and actually will generate your own free leads if you do it properly. And you have people tagging you on posts consistently. That's the benefit of it long-term. It's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I teach people what I've done. For example, every morning I do a motivational quote. This is value for those who are watching. These are things that, hey, if you want to join and I can you know, teach you, I have 20 things that are basically habits that I've created that you will know and, and utilize. And I have a mentoring call every week. And then I have action items that you will complete so that you will grow your personal brand. One thing is having these motivational quotes. Every single day, waking up, doing a post, in the beginning, just find something. Type in motivational quotes. Find, click on images. It'll be a nice color background and throw it up onto Facebook. I always do a little emoji and reflect on that quote in my own words. And then I had a call to action. That's what I did for a couple of years. And now I take what my reflection was from my prior year and make that into the quote that I do today with my picture that has created my personal brand. And I use, what do I use now? I have it's called Fonto. Here's an app. If you need to add words, if you have to add images or logos to pictures, it's P-H-O-N-T-O is an app that you can just take and upload and, and create your own custom image. So that's one thing I always do every single, every single day. And people say, why would you do that? Because you're helping others. You're motivating others. It motivates me to get started in my day for some positivity, no matter what is going on in our lives. And Hey, I had some crazy things happen in my life. I had my daughter a year ago, had her liver transplant. And I continued on my entourage as far as what I was doing on social media, because it's all important to be authentic, to be real. So people know you're a human being. And then most recently, my, my parents both had COVID and my, oh, my wow. father was basically on his deathbed and he just got home two days ago and is walking. And it's, it's just, I set a call with him couple minutes before we got on and he's doing phenomenal. So I enjoy and I preach hope no matter what's going on in people's lives, you have to stay and know things are going to work out. If you now start becoming depressed, I know that's a big mental health is a big thing in the world today, but as long as we stay positive and motivated, things are going to happen. So that's a major thing that kind of gets my day going. And then how I get more of those tags in my in those posts every single time somebody recommends me or every single time someone calls me for anything i do a shout out mm -hmm. and i'll say thanks so much jonathan for the opportunity to quote a builder's risk for a client of yours or hey thanks so much joey for the recommendation for i was looking for a septic removal guy and you hooked me up why do i do that because it helps you get more into exposure into my community it creates interest with those that are watching. It's not me saying, hey, call me for insurance. It's providing value consistently and helping others. And the more people that you help, again, it goes back to now you have an army of people out there that are out there looking for and helping you. So when someone mentions sure. insurance or someone mentions investing or, or carpentry, 
or any in real estate, they'll contact you guys, you know, just the way that you build your community doing consistent video, like you are with your podcast and everything else. I tell people all the time, and this is what I teach. You have to do it. Well, I don't want to do it. I don't like the way I sound. I don't have the great camera or the, I love the microphone Joey's got. It's great. I have a blue uh, Yeti coming. I'm going to, I'm getting rid of these things and using a Yeti microphone in my next, probably next week I'll have it. So always trying to make yourself better and innovating is so key, but educating is so important to building your community. No, for sure. For sure. Like you definitely broke down a lot of things. So when you post, uh, you know, like those thank yous to people, it's kind of funny because like certain people, even like myself, it's like, oh, you know, like it, I, you cared enough to at least post, you know, like I helped you. So it's kind of like a value in the sense to even someone like myself, like, oh, you cared enough to that it meant something to you. You know what I mean? So then it's like, okay, I want to refer more business to you. Because it's kind of like that acknowledgement. Yeah, there you go. The acknowledgement. And other people will see it. And I tell this to investors or, or agents. Imagine if I get like five deals from Joey and Jonathan t this week, right? All of a sudden I do all these posts. People are like, damn, I need to work with these guys. Because you are constantly sending business to Sean. That's something has to, I have to meet you. And, and after every call, I tell people, listen, if I put somebody on blast, you have to meet, you have to message, you have to get to know those, that person. Do I have, does everybody reach out? No, there's not a lot of action takers in this world. You guys are implementers. You started the podcast. You're still doing it, which is, I applaud you. Thank you. But Thanks. it's something that people don't always take action. And there's so many people I have. Look at how many people you've gone on and had your podcast. I've done over 70-something Facebook Lives. And I tell people every single time this, this year, reach out to these people. They're here to grow business together. But people sit there, oh, what, what am I going to say? Hey, I saw you on the show. I want to get to know how I can help you grow. Simple sentence to share with them because you're not calling them to sell. I just want to find out how can I help you. That's all I want to find out. But action taking is a whole other thing that people just don't get involved with. No, not for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was on uh, one of your lives earlier this year. Well, actually, mm -hmm. probably towards the end of last year. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of time. I did 54 last year in November. I was up and they shut it. They couldn't do any more Facebook lives as far as with a um, split screen. They got rid of it for a period yeah. of time. Yeah, it was that's why I got off and I was using StreamYard. And now I'm up to like 70 something already in June. That's wow. amazing what it's allowed me to do. So it's For sure. giving consistent value and education wins every single time. The more things you put, and it's funny, I talk to agents and I'm like, hey, or even investors, you know, how, can we talk about some strategies of how you got all these deals happening? Oh no, I don't want to tell people how I did it because then they're going to take my business. I'm like, no, they're not because of the action taking, the implementation. I could tell you exactly how to do something. Will people follow it exactly? No. Like, it's funny. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll even admit, like, I'm a hypocrite to that too. <laughs> like, I, I've, uh, like, I know how to do certain things that, and I haven't done it to, to uh, help grow my business, unfortunately. But it's like some people will reach out like, oh, how, how can you do this? And it's like, well, you do, you go to the tax record first. Oh, where do you go? It's like, go to this website. Like I, I could give them the step-by-step -step how to do it and they won't do it still. I mean, it's absolutely true. I've had people come on and, and get involved with my mentoring program. And I'll be like, all right, I need you to do this, this, and this. And so next week I have a call 
And I'm like, so where are you? Did you get these things done? Oh, I, you, you meant I really had to do it. I'm like, what are we wasting our time here? Like you're supposed to be growing your brand and this is how you have to, and can do it. And they're like, Oh, okay. So it's holding others accountable. The accountability piece is important. I, I believe 100%. If you have somebody who's like, Hey, what's going on? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? You'll get it done. If you don't have it, like, I think you guys work hand in hand really well because you hold each other accountable. That's why you guys are being very successful. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, I don't do something or if I'm lagging behind on a project, anything like that, you know, Jonathan will ask me, hey, how's it, how's it going on this uh, project? You know, did we get this kitchen done or something like that? And I'll, you know, if I haven't gotten to it, I'll be like, oh, crap, you know, I, I need to kind of step up and get that done, you know? Yeah. And, you know, same thing with, uh, you know, and vice versa. You know, if John, let's say, didn't get some paperwork done or, you know, made a certain phone call or something like that, you know. Which or, actually reminds me, I need to get the paperwork <laughs> for our East Orange. We always, there's always stuff to do, you know, if, yeah, if we had a better, like, to-do list, you know, our list would, would like, go, go to a mile long. Yeah, it continuously <laughs> grow. It, it never ends. Yeah. The best piece of advice you would give to someone that wants to get started in real estate and whatnot? Well, the first thing they're going to, you know, in real estate, and I know you can go different angles. Some people can go wholesaling. They can go work with just do flipping and investing. And then some want to get their real estate license. So figure out what direction you want to really go and have some mentor, spend a little money, learn what you're going to focus on. Don't just try to wing it. If you wing it, things are, you're going to learn and crash and burn. So you want to learn from those that have done it already and see what they've done and replicate and take action and get yourself out there and read and research and, and get on podcasts and watch videos to learn as much as possible. Because I'm always learning because I'm always looking to grow. And I'm sure you guys are still the same way as well. Yes. We all... And I love talking to others because you get to know what they're doing and then and implement and try maybe you mess up too and that's fine we're okay to mess up but reflect on it and don't do it again don't mess up the same way so figure out your processes also have your to-do list make sure you have some kind of system and one major thing is have a crm contact you know relationship management system so that you can follow up you can you know make sure you know where your database is individuals maybe investors you work with or people that are planning on selling Maybe your resources, your dumpster, your insurance, your hard money lender people, your top 25 professionals you need in your corner have this set up so that you have it at your fingertips or in your phone. Make sure you have some way of getting in contact with them and can be consistent on your marketing as much as possible. Don't Even when you're busy, you have to find time to market. Make some phone calls send out something, flyers, hold open houses if you're in real estate, the retail side. Just do something consistently. Don't sit there and wait for your phone to ring. I have mine on vibrate and I have tons of calls coming in, but you make the phone ring. You don't need to you know, yeah. sit there and hope it rings. That's what I would definitely leave for those who are watching. That's definitely awesome, Sean. Thank you so much for you know, bringing the value today to our audience. This is really cool. You know, we wanted to switch it up a little bit because, you know, we've had numerous fix and flippers, wholesalers, you know, capital raisers and things like that. And so real estate 
you know, related services, something we definitely wanted to bring into, you know, so people know who to call when they need insurance, of course, right? And then just in general, you know, uh, there's going to be other services that, you know, we're going to be bringing on in the future as well. For sure. No, I, I appreciate the time, guys. This is awesome. If people want to or in need of any services that I can help with, I have connectionmachine.biz is my website. Check it out. A lot of variety of, you know, if you need a home inspector, an attorney, just an example, you need a roofer, uh, whatever. I have lots of connections that I can help you with. And if you need insurance, you can go directly to the website, click on builder's risk, click on the homeowner policy. If you, it is a primary residence, or if it's a property that you don't need a lot of renovations on it, click on that form. If it's renovations, click on builder's risk, we'll make it happen because it's important to have it right from the get-go, what kind of policy you need. And if you guys need anything, please reach out to me at 201-320-3454, or you can email me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Zim, Z like zebra, I-E-M like Mary, at gmail.com. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, guys, also don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast so thank you very much, Sean. Just like, share, subscribe, post any anything with the podcast. Yeah, just uh, comment uh, as well. You know, definitely we are definitely light on the comment section. And so if you like this type of podcast or the subject we had today, you know, definitely Love let us know. Them. All right, perfect. So awesome, guys. Thank you right, very much. Thank you for uh, you. being on the show. And uh, take care, everyone. See you later. Bye bye.